podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Insomnia is pretty terrible, isn't it? But on the plus side, three more sleeps till Christmas. <laughs> I quite it's like funny. that. Yeah. Apologies to any insomnia sufferers that listen to the pod. Insomniacs. Um, insomniacs. Is that what they're called? Insomniacs. I guess it is. I guess it is. Yeah. The delivery name was sensational. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, I'm I'm a pro at this now. This is this is my this is my jam. This is what it's I do. It's only taken you a hundred episodes or whatever it's been. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more now. I think we're pushing like one twenty, aren't we? So it's good to know that it takes me a hundred repetitions of something to get good at it. <laughs> it's good to know going forward. For future future reference in life. Um, well, Medellin's got his Google face on, so he's clearly trying to find something out. Maybe to check whether or not insomniacs is the correct term. But while he's doing that, I'm going to score your joke, Nate. Um, oh, I'm going to score it a nine point one. Oh, Ooh, back in the nine. Liked it. I That's liked good. it. That I wasn't expecting a nine. I wasn't. I thought maybe be in the eights, but I'll take it. What? Um, we can get into this after the intro. What did I get? I recently did a live joke that the two of you both heard. I believe it got an eight. Is that correct? That is yeah. correct. Yeah, it was eight points on it, I think, yeah. I'm on a bit of a roll. We'll, we'll explain that after the intro. Bit of a teaser there for our listeners. Welcome to another edition of the Pad Talk. You've got us in three different spots today. You've got Medes in Japan, in Tokyo. You've got Nate um, back home in Medes. I don't know if I was supposed to give away where you live, but I have now, so there we go. Well, way to go, mate. Now everyone's going to know. <laughs> Full address, please. And I, <laughs> and I'm still in give out my coordinates as well, shall we? To my house. <laughs> Postcode. <laughs> way to go, mate. They call that what that's got a name, hasn't it? When you dox someone, that's it. You've just been doxed by Grosso. <laughs> Jeez, you think you know a guy? I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. Mate. I think no, mate. I think we've I think we've mentioned I live in Reading multiple times. Yeah, yeah good. Few. Okay. Well, I'm in Singapore. I do not live in Singapore. I'm just uh, shortly be checking out my room. Um, You're a long way from Friendly, aren't you? <laughs> Both of us can do it. Both of us can do that, mate. Checkmate. <laughs> Uh, well, we may as well start the show, mate. Yeah, that was uh, a sensational intro. That was has, my favourite shows. I think I enjoyed that. Has Wokingham's Chris <laughs> Medland um, stopped researching <laughs> Somniacs yet? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't been researching at all. I was looking up Insomniac earlier, but then uh, I wasn't anymore. It's just I think where my uh, cool like window was, and I wasn't looking near the camera. So you thought I was frowning away at that. But now I've realised yeah. I'm not actually on the microphone. I thought I was on. Oh no! <laughs> well, this I'm guy can go to take me. This is this is life on the road, isn't it? As F one journalists. Yeah. I mean, how bad do I sound right now, listeners? And you sound great, mate. Hosts. Yeah. I think you sound good. Okay. Yeah. Fellow hawks. <laughs> do I sound any different now? Yeah, you sound less good now. You do sound better now, yeah. But I sound better now. Now you sound better, yeah. Oh, maybe it is working. Who knows? Who anyway. knows? But I'm glad that we've done our sound test live live in the pod. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks everyone for sticking with us. Uh, <laughs> but why have we had to do that, Lawrence? Um, why have we? Had... Oh, because we're in a rush. Because we're in a rush because of me. Because I need to leave. Is that what you wanted to drop me in? 
drop yeah, me but I'm not dropping Basically, you in we're, it. It's understandable. We're on, we're, we're on the clock. I've got to check. Well, I should have checked out already. Um, got to check out after this little chat. Head to the airport. Um, to come back home because I'm not doing Japan. Chris Medlin is doing Japan. Nate Saunders, I believe, is not doing Japan. Is that correct? No, I mean, if I am, I'm, <laughs> I'm up against it to get there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm currently uh, in the royal county of Berkshire, where I live, um, <laughs> and nowhere near Heathrow. Um, well, actually, the royal country, county of Berkshire is very close to Heathrow, isn't it? It is close. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not even I'm not even dressed for Suzuka, so no, I'm not. I'm staying home for these. I'm in Qatar. And then, I like uh, the way you've slowly expanded your location, so. We now know it's Reading, yeah. but then you're like, no, I'll just I'll only tell them it's Berkshire next. Soon you'll say I live in England, and you're you're yeah. meant to do it the other way around. You've already honed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to like just throw so many names out there. People eventually forget. They're like, wait, he said Berkshire, but where is it? You know, and they're not. You know, they have to go through the episode again and listen just to get us more just, just get us more listens, mate. That's what it's all about. Right. Well, I tell you what, yeah. normally gets us more listens, mate, is when we get to hear your sixty second review. Nice. Let's let's hear it. Got one minute to spare. Wanna know who finished when and where? Sit back, relax, cause we got you. Here's Nate with the 60 second review. Hello, everyone. This is Nate, uh, Nate Saunders from the Pad Hoc. Um, this is my review of the Singapore Grand Prix, which features a brand new winner for 2023. How fun! Should we get into it? <clears throat> Spoiler alert Max didn't win. First position, Carlos Sainz. I mean, I've got to say, pretty damn impressive. Carlos, keep proving idiots like me wrong about you. That would be great. Uh, second position, Lando Norris. Uh, he's so good, isn't he? He's right on the cusp of that of that first win, I think. Third place should have been George Russell, but instead it went to Sir Lewis Hamilton. Fourth position, Charles Leclerc, who suddenly looks like he might not be the best Ferrari driver. Thoughts? Discussion? We can have it, for sure, here on the Padhog. Fifth position, a gentleman's fifth for Max Verstappen. Thanks for keeping it interesting, Max, and Red Bull. Sixth position, love Pierre. Love Pierre Gasly. He's there in sixth. Piastri, he's brilliant, isn't he, in seventh. Sergio Perez, yep. He was there in eighth. Uh, Liam Lawson, he's looking fantastic. I think Alpha Tauri should snap him up for next season. Tenth position was Kevin Magnussen. Out of the points was Albon, Joe, Hulkenberg, Sargent. Fernando Alonso had a rough, rough, rough day, didn't he? Uh... Russell, I've already mentioned him, Bottas, Ocon and Sonoda all withdrew, uh, all retired from the race. Withdrawing from the race was Lance Stroll. What on earth is going on there? He looks like he's in real trouble, doesn't he? That was quite a serious review. It was, wasn't it? The banter, the banter wasn't flowing when I did that. Um, sorry, guys. It's all right, you were under pressure. But it was serious, a serious review from a serious journalist about a serious race. A seriously good race, I may add. It was brilliant, wasn't it? I it thought was it was great. great. Best best race of the year? Yeah, I think so. It's hard to... I think yeah. it's got to be, right? Because because the, 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 the victory was in doubt right until the end. You had multiple drivers you felt could win it. And it was a surprising result. So I would say definitely. And we've had some, I think this year's the quality-wise, has been pretty poor race-wise. So that it does stand out as the best one. I'm um, sorry to Red Bull fans, but it did show that, like, if there wasn't a Red Bull in the race or in the race this year, how competitive would the races be? Like, cause we've had battles and we further down the field, but it doesn't get so exciting when it's fighting for P3. But um, I thought that I thought that the way that the weekend unfolded and the way that Red Bull was struggling and just gave everyone else a shot, I thought it was yeah, I thought it was great, great storytelling. Netflix must have had a blast. Definitely, I hope they were following uh, science around. Um, because I thought I was really impressed with him, as the as hinted at in the review. Um, 
and Lawrence, I know you know him very well, and we know his trainer Rupert very well as well. Um, I was really impressed. That's the best drive from Science by Country Mile in F1, um, and it's the sort of drive you would expect from the other Ferrari driver. Usually, like usually we think Charles is the one that does that, and Carlos maybe has a bit of a nightmare and stuff happens to him. But he was fantastic. I was so impressed. Um, and uh, he's doing it at a good time, isn't he? Because he's not yet signed a deal for beyond next year. Is that right? He's got one for next season, but not beyond. Yeah, he's got one for next season. Wants to get them. Yeah, yeah. And Charles, it's weird, isn't it? It's like they flipped roles since summer break. It's like Charles is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play like the number two guy for a little bit. Just let <laughs> let Carlos have a go. I st- I do think I do think had Charles been ahead of him in in Monza, I don't think they'd let them race. I think the dynamic is still such that Charles is the number one guy. I don't know if you guys agree, but um, but but Charles just got pretty unlucky with that pit stop, and then I think his race was kind of ruined from that point. But that wasn't anyone's fault, really. It was just the you know the nature of that of that stop. I did Unless agree. conspiracy theorists want to say something else. No, no, I did agree that Charles had that kind of like almost like number one status before this weekend. But the fact that the strategy they went for was put Charles on softs to make sure he gets ahead of George and then can defend for Carlos but obviously will be the vulnerable one who then can't really win from there. Um, I thought was a sign that they were like, no, Carlos is, he's done the job all weekend. He's the most likely winner. And the second car is now the one that we will adapt its strategy to get the win in the league car. Mm. So I, that felt for the first time, like it was a very much like Carlos has earned this. Charles, you've got to play second fiddle. Whereas you're right. I think in Monza, it felt like they were, the fact they let them race was great, but it felt like they did that because that way they didn't have to upset Charles at that point and say, no, 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 you sit there behind your teammate. Um, and I, I'm with you. I wonder if they would have taken a different approach if it had been the other way around then. But maybe this weekend in Singapore has shown that they wouldn't have. They'd, have. they'd have done the same thing. Yeah. I I think they were really pragmatic in Singapore because I think they honestly came into this weekend and didn't expect to have this kind of pace I think they still thought they'd be there or thereabouts in qualifying but they didn't weren't convinced that they would have that kind of edge over Red Bull and then the rest of the field and because of that I think they just realized this was their only shot really this year at it, to to win a race and with Carlos in front and actually Carlos was just good from the first practice session like he it was his most complete weekend yeah. completely and so he hit qualifying and when he was going for pole I don't know what you guys think, but he I think everyone's believed he could get it. I don't think that's always been the case when he's shown pace and looked quick, but it just looked like he was the best guy and couldn't and should have got pulled then. And then in the race, whatever the pressure was, like the, the fact that he had that kind of headspace to go, you know, when they came on team radio and they're like, You've dropped into DRS and he was like, Well, yeah, obviously I have because that's what I'm doing. Like I've been it's on purpose. Yeah. And I thought that was really, I thought, A, he had that headspace. B, it's interesting that the team hadn't clocked that he had that headspace. And like, yeah, like, I thought that was interesting because he is that kind of guy, like you said right at the beginning, mate. he's that just really think, he's a thinker, isn't he? Very intelligent. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, Absolutely. I, I thought it was classic Ferrari comms, wasn't it? They're like, just, Carlos, by the way, you <laughs> Lando's catching and he's like, yeah, guys, don't, just leave it to me. I'm a driver. You know, I'm, I'll win us the race now. Just, you guys sit there and just watch this. Um, I thought it was quite, quite telling, but yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. Did you play squash with him this weekend? I, I did play squash. I had I had burgers with him ahead of the Okay, weekend. so we need to work out what you did before Singapore and Monza with Carlos. Because usually you play like usually there's squash involved. I wonder if when you play squash with him, you wear him out. Mentally he gets into qualifying and he's a bit Possibly. drained. 
So I think oh, as fun as he has, as much fun as he has, he's there like, oh, you know what? He's <laughs> coming, he's coming into Q3, the final lap, and he's just he's lacking something. And he, <laughs> he left it on the court with you. He didn't leave it on the racetrack. But the burger, the juices of the burger were still flowing in Q3. And he was like, you know what? I've got a little bit left in me. A little bit of mental of my mental prowess is here. So I'm not saying squash is to blame, Lawrence, but you're ruining you career every time you play him. So, yeah, I think it's, it's the burger makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because you need the extra calories because you're going to burn a lot during that race. So instead of him yeah. being in deficit because he played squash and being fit, he went for fat with the burger and yeah. it worked. And his body's burning, especially at Singapore. Yeah. Body's just churning through that. Like, yes. And <laughs> Energy. then it's got loads of extra capacity to think about things. In fact, he's probably thinking about the burger at times during that race. Probably thinking about you. Yeah, he's probably, thinking, like, you've he's been seeing, you know, how racing game. In racing games, you'd have the ghost car. He just had a ghost burger in front of him. He's just following it around the racetrack, like driving as fast as he can. Like, want to get, want to have more burger with Lawrence. So, really, what I'm saying is, Lawrence, you deserve as much credit <laughs> than Carlos Sainz. Yeah, congratulations, uh, mate. Well done. Yeah, well done. Hope, hope thanks, some thanks, of the best. Very kind. Very kind. Very kind. <laughs> um, no, it was it was great. And um, what was great about the uh the way the race played out as well was that i think all four of those drivers could have probably won the race for about five laps you felt like you know science could have made a mistake and lando could have won you know the mercedes drivers could have taken each other out and science you know could have still won it there could have been a collision between russell and and lando that like let lewis in um that was really good and it's been a while since i think like i'm just trying to remember the time there's been like the last time we had a race where it was that open between so many drivers at a race, I think I, I I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. Maybe I'm missing an obvious example, but it reminded me of Silverstone last year. Again, a w- weirdly, another race that signs won. But the difference with that was there was about seven people all all fighting for second. It wasn't for the win. You remember when like through goes Hamilton, that famous bit of commentary. That was Charles Perez and Lewis. Max was a bit further back, but Carlos in that instance was way out in front. So it wasn't the fight for the win. I couldn't think of anything where there's been a fight no. for. The win. It's been multiple multiple cars, so I loved it. Thought it was really but also great. also in that race at Silverstone, it was because Ferrari got Charles' strategy wrong. That's that right. Carlos That's right. got ahead, ironically, wasn't it? So it's a completely different way. When, but do you remember when Kimi won in Austin? I seem to remember. Yes. I think this is his last win for Ferrari. I know that was a long, long time ago. No, no, that's a great one. Twenty eighteen, Lewis won yeah, the championship 20... as well, didn't he? By finishing. Yeah, you were there. I remember. I think I was sat next to you. I think. Um, yeah. And I remember that being like an incredible, like you didn't quite know how it was going to pan out kind of thing. Yes. But, um, and the beauty of that is for this year, so there were three teams, right? So we've got Ferrari, McLaren, Mercedes. Mm. And like you said, they all did slightly different things. McLaren bought this upgrade package. Merck saved that set of medium tyres. Ferrari were just genuinely quick here. So it, it, Formula One in 2023 really is about so many different variables. It's not just about whether or not you've got a quick car. So I think that, that sets it up nicely for a point in time when everyone does clock why there is such a deficit to Red Bull. It looks like at the moment, doesn't it, the McLaren have got it, like they're on the right yeah. path and yeah. they are hunting them down. This is yet another upgrade. I was hearing numbers of like 0.4, 0.5 seconds per step. Wow. From, you know, and that's, I, which we won't really see here because of the nature of the circuit. I think most of it will become clearer in the next time out in Japan. But it's great. No, the season's great really kind done, of, but it, 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 yeah, sorry, mate. I keep cutting you off because of our silly lag. Um, great for 2024 as well, because if they're cutting the gap now, you hope that carries into next year. 
yeah, totally. I think so. And because there it is very much an evolution, isn't it, of rules? I know some teams are going to maybe take a revolutionary approach, but that might be because they've got to go and take the Red Bull, um, the Red Bull kind of design pathway. Um, the step the team should be if they've clocked it should be shutting the gap gradually going forward. So yeah, like you said, um, might be a might be a better ending of the year for Red Bull. I think it's maybe I was looking at Vegas as maybe another shot of some others having a go, but the rest of them, I think. Probably it's just not enough time for Red Bull win, but I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. I'll try and be a bit more optimistic. Yeah, yeah so can't be more quick, optimistic. A quick side note here, because <laughs> listeners can't see, obviously, they can only listen. There's a reason that it's just me and Lawrence talking at the moment, because Medlin's currently giving us an inverted tour of his hotel room because he's looking for an adapter. By the look there's on no his plug. face, I'm guessing. There's no plug run. anywhere, and my laptop is about to die, and there's not a single plug. I, I, I've got to go run grab my charger in a sec, even. This is this is a nightmare. This but is genuinely feel... about to die on us. Um, this is huge jeopardy, can't, but I can't find can't a single plug. Can you unplug the telly? Nope, because the, telly. the way that the plugs are under the telly, you can't fit an adapter and uh, a Mac the charger. Phone. It doesn't fit. The phone? Oh, no. No, is, no, uh, no. no those, those, those plugs, there's only one plug that will fit in an adapter, and, it, and, and there's not space to put the adapter in it, so... That's why I'm running around the room. Seriously, that's like nowhere to plug this. There's real jeopardy here, guys. To the extent where we might have to just call it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the safest bet for the for the posterity of the pod. Let's wrap and not not wrap like that because that would take forever. Wrap with a W. Barretto, lead us out, and then we'll save the pod and hopefully save Medlin's mental health because he looks like he's gonna he's gonna lose it. Uh, uh, yeah, and I don't want him to do that. And you know, we could just let him have a great night out in Tokyo um, and and kind of give him an early finish through life and we'll hear plenty more from you Medlin in the next pod well of course we haven't even covered off the massive story of yeah. this month <laughs> this is going to be a wedding wedding, <laughs> which was fantastic we'll do that we'll do that next week after Suzuka we'll, we'll save it yeah. all up bottle all the stories we don't want to rush it, um, want to rush it do we? so we'll do a bumper episode next week when we're all back in the United Kingdom this yes, is ridiculous. Absolutely. I'm just legging it around. I can't genuinely not assume. I, I, mate, I feel plug. dizzy. I'm, I'm dizzy watching Madeline scream. We've got to, we've got I to feel a bit sick. So we've got to call it that. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Nate, I loved your joke today. Um, I've loved your story. Medlin is now sitting on the floor, lying on the floor, like some sort of weird model pose. I've got 2%. Um, you better be quick. <laughs> all right. Well, Medlin, you can read your work on Mace.com, Nate's work on EFN.com, and you can follow us at the paddock across social channels. We'll do this again, we'll be promised, next week. Bye. I contributed a lot today. Podcast Network.